0: and we'll talk today about really how do you stand out as that really beautiful unique love song when it seems as if there's a lot of competition out there and you know, everybody else is getting a number one hit with that sort of, in that niche or whatever. Um, So yeah, that's kind of, you know, so I learned the hard way about, you know, an art line, an art gallery online 15 years ago was a hard gig, not not so hard now, But that's when I learned about information. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable and heart-centered marketing strategies.
1: And here's your host, Angus Pike. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Today's guest is the amazing Janet Beckers. Now, Janet is a multi-award-winning online marketer. She's a strategist, an author, a speaker, and a mentor. Now, she's known, luckily for us, at making the really complex super simple. So she helps coaches and consultants and service providers, that's us, gang, attract a tribe of dream clients online. So, Janet, welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Wonderful to be here, Angus. And hello, everybody that's taking the time to be here.
1: Now, for those of you that are just listening to this, I want you to head on over to adiomedia.com forward slash podcast and I want you to look at the video version. So, Janet, that picture behind us, tell us, who painted that?
0: Oh, this is this is one of mine. I paint artworks in my breaks in um, during the day, you know, for a bit of sanity, and I call them my sanity circles. So I create artworks with circles and, yeah, I use them as... Um, as backdrops for my videos. Yeah,
1: there's something mesmerizing about them. Uh, the colors are, are, are gorgeous, so um, it's way more impressive than my sort of bland old wooden background through here as well. So, hey, <laughs> Janet, for our audience that doesn't know about you, and I've given a brief kind of outline through here as, as well, give us your backstory and then we've got some fabulous things to talk about today.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, I guess um, you're mentioning the artwork is actually part of my story, so I'll come to that in a tick. The very first thing I thought I should mention, just because of everybody that is here, is coming from some kind of health background. As I'm originally a nurse, I was a nurse for about a decade or so, mm. and so I had never ever been in business. My family was never in business. I was a registered nurse. And then I also ended up doing, um, you know, uh, working in nurse education. But the important thing here is a lot of times people think in order for you to succeed in your business is that you have to have a background in there. And so, you know what? So if you've come into building your business through health, just know that um, and you're finding it hard to start with, just know it's normal. Okay, good on you for going. So I got a bit frustrated i was never meant to be an employee really i just kept on i was one of these ones that kept on making appointments with the director of nursing at the hospital saying i've got this great idea on how we can improve all these different things and they just go oh, here we go again um now i've also i've just got to tell my dog quiet Sorry. <laughs> this is the thing from working from home <laughs> my dog is just whimpering away for some reason He's a bit needy come on up
1: Wow. so um, I'm a dog <laughs> so lover really Janet so dogs welcome at any stage so uh, <laughs> yes
0: oh that's good normally he's very very a bit come on so anyway if you're here Let's... on the video you can say hello to my puppy this is so I've gone from working in a hospital to working at home here with Leonardo who's a little bit needy today and, um, and Leonardo
1: has so... a bow tie on am I right there I oh,
0: know yeah. well his name's actually Leo but when he wears a bow tie is Leonardo DiCaprio Leo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: fabulous I love it
0: yeah so um so with yeah so from nursing just had to i was entrepreneurial so some people here may have found that you always had an entrepreneurial side so Mm. my very first business was an art gallery online so an amazing way to go broke i can tell you because i did it so long ago It was before people were selling art online. So this is another good thing. When you're taking your business online as well, it's going to be great if you're already in a health profession. But, you know, people a lot of times they think competition is is a bad thing. You want to Mm. go into something where no, there's no competition. I learnt the hard way. That's not a good thing Mm. because your market needs to really I have the idea that, you know what, I can find out about these things online. I can... You know, be marketing, or even you know, doing tele telehealth. You know, I can be. um, It's not something that is really, really unusual. You don't necessarily want to be the pioneer when it comes to a way of doing things. So I learnt the hard way through trying to sell original art online. I had the biggest art gallery in Australia, artists all around Australia, the the largest number of artworks, all original artworks. It was so hard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It wasn't until I, and also it was my first business. So I learned every mistake that you could do Mm. still made it profitable, still sold it. Um, but there were, there's so many easier ways. And so Mm. we'll talk a bit about that today. There's so many easier ways to build a business online, market a business online and take what you're doing already really, really well. And, um, and so just to um, say, that's the whole thing of the competition is not good is actually a great thing, you yeah. know, because the world, you know, there's, I think of it in terms of, you know, people go, well, yeah, how am I going to have a number one hit song? Sounds like it's, this is off track, but it's not, how can I have a number one hit song? You know, there are so many number one hit songs and they're all, most of them are love songs. So, but you know, this has been, you know, number one songs have been the top, of the hits for decades and decades and decades. So there is always room for another love song. So your business, just think of it, you know, as another love song mm. that, um, you know, your and we'll talk today about really, how do you stand out as that really beautiful, unique love song when it seems as if there's a lot of competition out there and you know, everybody else is getting a number one hit with that sort of in that niche. Or whatever, um, so yeah, that's kind of you know I, so I learned the hard way about you know an art line a art gallery online fifteen years ago was a hard gig, not not so hard now, um, but that's when I learned about information marketing about being able to create something once and then sell it over and over again, and once I realized that once I started actually learning how to do online marketing after I'd been running an art gallery for five years is I um, thought, oh, this is so much easier. So since then, my whole business has been around initially finding the most successful women online mm. and, you know, and packaging all of that information together. It took off so fast. Um, and that's a story on its own. Um, but what I have been doing in the last year or so is that business got me to the point where I needed to, I wanted to grow further but a business around women mentors wasn't getting me to where I wanted to go. There were a lot of people now who could do a great job on that. Mm. And I really wanted to make my system, the way that I do things become the hero, the system be the thing that's really helping people get results rather than it being me focusing on collections of stories. Um, So those different models worked really well, but in a real you know, 15 years in a nutshell um, of finding the right things that suit you at the right time. So now uh, romanceyourtribe.com is my main business and it's where I've consolidated everything and simplified to help people to get results to attract their tribe online and position themselves as a tribal business leader. And I'm loving it. It's simple, working with great clients And um, it's kind of the culmination of all of that story to this point.
1: Yeah. Now, you differentiate between two things which I've not seen anybody do beforehand. The concept of an influencer, which in itself Mm. is a new word that really didn't exist in the context that we're talking about now. The difference between an influencer and a tribal business leader. And it's a lot of what we're going to talk about today as well. So can you differentiate between those two terms? And let's lay out a roadmap of of certainly how we could kind of look into those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is something where I see that people get mixed up because a lot of times when you're looking at how am I going to create success, how am I going to stand out amongst that huge sea of people who seem to be doing the same things, you know, those, you know the, all those love songs <laughs> that are out there. And so you'll start looking at the people who you can see as having a high profile. It's just it's great. It's a good thing to do look to see what's working now where i'm seeing that people are making mistakes in their own marketing if you are the expert at what you do is they're mixing up that influencer and tribal business leader. and there are just there's a lot of overlaps but the distinctions are really really important so mm-hmm. we'll talk about the first of all what are the things are that they have in common and then i'll point out to you the things the two things that are different because it's Mm -hmm. going to change entirely how you market. So with an influencer, they're all about transformation and the same with a tribal business leader. And so transformation is, you know, you've got people who are at point a and for, um, you know, for the majority of people who will be listening to this, you've got people who are wanting to have some kind of transformation in their health. Mm. There is something that is causing them a frustration, um, some problems, or they're not, they're not getting to the the aspirational level that they want. So that's their point A. Now, point B is going to be the kind of results that you know that you can get clients. So that's going to be other, it's going to be good health. It might be, you know, extreme fitness, whatever it is that you work with. So that point A to point B in between is the transformational journey. Now, this is not a new concept. I'm sure people here can, you know, you can see where you are, where you take people from point A to point B. Now, an influencer does the same thing. Now, but what an influencer is doing is they are taking people and showing them what it can look like to be at point B you know, to have got the transformation. So it's very, very much around aspiration. They will be sharing a lot of, um, you know, when it comes to the marketing, there will be a lot of, uh, you know, motivational quotes. There'll be lots of photos of them, you know, living the dream. There will be lots of stories and they can still be very humbling transformational stories, but it's more about their transformation that they have gone under now with that with the the transformational journey there that an influencer is working on is it's very much um you know they, they're really looking at numbers because what they're if they're going to be making money from it very often it's going to be around getting some kind of um you know uh, you know uh, some some sponsorship or it's going to be around getting speaking gigs. It's going to be around books. Now, as a, transforma- as a um, tribal business leader, you can be using a lot of these same things yourself. Mm. That will be, especially if you are an example of success. You know, if you're actually entering in what you're doing because you've got the results yourself. And so, you know, I just locked the dog out.
1: <laughs> we just pushed Leonardo to the side. There. Leo's
0: out the door. <laughs> He's left the building. Absolutely. <laughs> so, when it, so with both of those, the influencer and the tribal business leader, both have those overlaps there. You are inspiring people. You're showing people what it's like to get from point A to point B. Now, here is the big difference for a tribal business leader, and it's where a lot of people get mixed up, is a tribal business leader will not only inspire, they not only know who their tribe is, so they've identified who it is that I work with and Mm. who I want to inspire, like an influencer. A tribal business leader has the process. So when we've talked about going from point A to point B, I know anybody listening to this, if you are in your field of expertise, if I said to you, if I can get you the client who you know that you love to work with, if I can get you that client, can you get them results? I know people here are going to say, yes, give me the right client. I can give them the results in order for you to be able to say with confidence. Yeah, I can get them results. I know you've got a process Mm. that step by step process now when it comes to a tribal business leader they have the process and it's that process that they are that is differentiating them from everybody else that is around doing the same thing now a influencer does not have the process to help you get there and it does and they do not have a way to guide you through that process whether it's in person through therapy or whether it is through something you're doing online. Now, one thing to have a process, because I know the next thing that comes up is, well, everybody that treats A to Z, disease to get to B outcome, is going to have the same process. This is what a tribal business leader does and an influencer does to some degree if they're clever, but they don't do the whole process, is you will develop your own language around that process and so that may be through a signature system it may be through some sort of trademarkable language that you're using so you'll notice influencers often use some kind of language you know they might have their in language and that's how the tribe knows that this is where they belong um, a tribal business leader uses it in a much smarter way in that they are they're giving this the steps in their system, in their process. They're giving them distinct names. So even though you may be taking people through very similar processes, a tribal business will stand out because of that languaging and it's all around the system. Um, and I imagine this is probably something that you talk about as well, don't you? I mean, that's because um, I know that you, you help your clients to get mm. results. So that would be, is this something I can imagine that people would be familiar to that process?
1: Yeah, well, we talk a lot about the importance of frameworks and systems and how organising your content into a framework. One makes it much more easy for your audience to consume and be able to listen to, it lets them know where they are in the journey, but it also ups the value of it. You know, when I'm going to say, look, I'm going to share with you today my five-part video framework that helps you make magnetic videos. You know, it's different from me just saying, hey, listen, I'm going to show you how to make videos that people will like. So, you know, languaging is really important. I'm sitting here kind of listening to you talk about it at the moment there too. And I'm wondering because of our audiences going, you know what? Yeah, look, I'm really great at helping people lose weight, get rid of their headaches, help their backs to feel fabulous as well how would I come up with my own system or framework or language? Do you have some advice for how people can develop that?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the process that, and I, I love that you've, that you've that great example of you gave about my five-step framework, um, you know, for the videos is, you know, like I've got a seven-step, um, <laughs> you know, script, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, and we probably do it very, very similar, yes. but it. It's, you're owning it. You're owning it that I've got my steps that I use. And it makes a difference. It makes it go, oh, they know what they're talking about. So one of the very first things that I do, so like I have a system called Romance Your Tribe. And so I have my five and a half steps to romance your tribe or attract your tribe. Now, one of, and one step, number one step in that is called the profit in you. So when you've talked about how to move towards being able to come up with your own language. The very first thing that I get people to do in that step and, you know, and it would be, I I know that you will have a similar step when you're working with people as well is you've got to step back and you've got to really document your own transformational journey. Now you may very well have your own story that is very similar, that parallels your clients. If you do, you've got to document your whole story there for yourself and really identify your your, your different chapters of your own story. Now, it may also be like I've got one wonderful client that I've got that, you know, she's not her own client. She's an occupational therapist, but she she works with women who've, you know, had breast cancer. Mm. Now, that's not her story, but the story of why she was drawn to those people and the steps, the way that she tends to work with people is a really important first step because once you've got that, you've got clear on your own transformational journey, it then helps you to find out, well, what's unique about my story that's completely different to other people's or even just distinctly different? So, for example, the woman who I've been talking, that I was talking about, who an OT who works with women with breast cancer, she's a, you know, she's a competitive sport What's person as well? And so everything that we've done there uses a language that's around exercise, that is around physical activity. It's core to what she does. So when it comes to any kind of languaging, we come back to that uniqueness, because she's going to deliver that in everything she does anyway. So your own story, you may very often you may discount it, or you may think you're looking too general, take that time to really document the whole thing. And then, of course, you've got to do the same for your ideal clients. What's their story? So you can see the process that you work through to get them from point A to point B. Um, a lot of times we will start with things that may be, um, uh, you know, that a lot of times we will start with something that you may be trying to work around a theme or an acronym. These can be great starters to help people. So, you know, I've had, like, you know, attract you know, I've had people who do stuff that may be attracting clients or attracting, um, you know, uh, talking about law of attraction. They may start with something like attract as well, you know, and then just starting off with some of those things to work out, you know, can I come up with a language that fits into some kind of acronym can mm-hmm. work out really, really well. Um, or it can be the story. When I was talking about identifying your own path one of the clients I'm working with at the moment, we, you know, we, we documented that she's you know, traveling and, and traveling light is actually something that's been a core part of her whole process. You know, she's lived in lots of countries and it's always been a journey. And so that's also congruent for her clients as well. She takes them on a journey. So in her case, we started looking at all the things to do with travel and what was congruent, what felt right, to be able to come up with that language. So, yeah, um, yeah, so that's my answer. When you're coming up, don't try to be too clever, but make sure it's really based on your own story because it just makes it so easy for you to then be able to share through your content, it's going to be
1: congruent without even trying. Yeah, got it. And so we have, and again, in terms of where we are in this journey now, and we're talking about a tribal business leader, there is mm-hmm. a backstory for so many of them. And I oh. know for me, in, in particular, the backstory took a long time for me to really put a lot of the pieces together and it's still a piece in work now. You know, mm-hmm. that. so as you're listening to this too, don't expect that you might be able to come up with that perfect acronym now that that... Or, but but think back, you go, okay, look, I love working with people with weight loss, and the key things that I talk them through is, you know, how to exercise properly, how to manage their eating, how to manage their sleep, and then how to manage their stress. And you go, okay, there's four parts to that. So now this becomes, you know, this becomes Angus's four-part weight loss system. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't need to be a lot more complicated than that, but then that'll start to develop. Maybe you'll get, you know, fancier language for it. But taking some time to just sit and think as well. And if that's when we think about that, that tribal business people, these people that we're naturally attracted to, there's a great story. There is a level of authenticity in a system and having a system yeah. as well as what a lot of our people are are looking for. So, Build upon that platform, what else do tribal kind of business leaders, you know, what do they have that's so attractive to their tribe, so to speak?
0: Yeah. Uh, So just one last thing on the influencer versus the tribal business leader is an influencer, a lot of the stories that they will share will be very much around their own journey. Now, as a tribal business leader, we've talked about, you know, just understanding your own story and really understanding the steps that you take people on then a lot of the stories that you are going to be sharing, a lot of the content that you will be putting out there will be based around, you know, your four steps or your five steps, whatever it is that you're doing. But also your your spotlight is on your clients, whether they're um, happy to be forefront or whether it's just the story of the general client, keeping them anonymous, but sharing their stories. That's a really important part. So a tribal business leader tells gives inspires transformation by sharing the stories of the people they help whereas the influencer it's not a big part about what they do Um, and it's a very different way of marketing you also don't need to be in your face as much it doesn't have to be me 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 so much it becomes so much more around the transformation it's it's a lot it's a lot less work actually when it comes Mm. to the marketing Um, One of the other things that is really, really core to transformational leaders is what I call getting splinters out of your bum. And this is, you know, think to yourself about, well, everybody that's listening here, why are you, why are you following Angus? Like, what is it that has drawn you to him and to be listening to this podcast as opposed to somebody else. And what a leader does is they will have, they know what they believe when it comes to their particular niche. So I think of it as splinters in the bum for this reason. People who sit on the fence, if you sit there long enough, you're going to get splinters in your bum. So what you want to do is get those splinters out. So you've got to jump from one side to the other and you have got to announce this is the side of fence that I belong in so you know and like a really classic one for people who are following a lot of people on social media you may have come across Gary Vaynerchuk um, as you know there's going to be the side of the fence of I believe in the hustle like I take pride in working hard I take pride in doing what it takes to get there and then there's the other side which is the side that I fit on That go I'm going to work hard for short periods of time but hey baby you know I'm designing my business so that it's going to be supporting a lifestyle that I want so I'm kind of anti-hustle so if you sit on this fence and kind of go well both is fine your clients don't know if I come and work with you am I going to be pressured to be go 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 or am I going to be if you're wanting that you might find somebody like me that's going to Let's start with designing your lifestyle first mm. and make the business support it, you might find that really frustrating and you'd get impatient. So, you know, it's that's why it's important to stand up for what you believe. And so if you if you're worried about turning people off, about people are just gonna go, well, I don't believe in that, do it. You know, yep. stop sitting on the fence because you will never be recognised as a tribal business leader as long as you've got splinters in your bum. You've got to make those decisions.
1: It's such a, you know, we talk about kind of frameworks and your own languaging. When I read that in preparation, I thought, what a neat way to, to look at it too. <laughs> I once heard a speaker talk to me about magnetism and he was talking about, if you think about a magnet that's incredibly magnetic, when you spin it around the other side, it's also incredibly repulsive. And so <laughs> many of us as you know, certainly the service providers that, you know, that we're dealing with here, we're so touchy-feely and the thought of rejection just horrifies Uh us. And that's what drives us to want to sit on the fence and try and help everybody as well. Mm. But my contention is when we try and help everybody and we don't take a stand for something, then we end up helping nobody. So do you have any tips to kind of help your audience or this audience now help to get over that fear of rejection, of, of being repulsive to some people?
0: oh yeah oh, you know and this is it's not something like me just saying to you choose which side of the fence you're going to jump baby and stay there is easier said than done
1: mm-hmm.
0: because once you've chosen that side of the fence every time that there might be some perceived rejection and that rejection could be seen in terms of i'm they're not going to pay me the money so it could be in terms of you know purely in a business sense or it could be in terms of They're not going to like me, Um, you know, which we can get them both mixed up. So I I certainly understand that it doesn't, it's very, it's, it's always a challenge to stay on that side of the fence and not climb back up again. And, you know, that's one of the things that I struggled with for years and years and years as well. This is the way that I find that it helped me to stay on that side of the fence and that it helps my client as well, is as somebody who has entered anything that's to do with health, I know that the, actually, I would say every single person who is listening to this podcast really cares about people and you want to help them to get their transformation. Your focus is on them. I know your focus is on them. When the focus comes back on you, it's normally going to be around a self-consciousness. You know, am I helping enough? Am I going to get rejected? So as long as you keep on reminding yourself, as soon as you start feeling self-conscious, be aware, hey, you're getting a little bit self-consumed here. Put your focus back onto the people who you help. Who can you help? You know that you can't help everybody. For example, with, with the example that you gave before about people who help with weight loss, you're not going to be able to help the person who doesn't is not committed mm. to, to actually wanting to lose weight in the first place. So if one of the big things that you stand up for is, I only work with people who have made a decision that they are going to lose weight. Now that's a tough thing to do because you're going to meet the majority of the people that you're going to meet, whether it's through your marketing online, the Facebook groups, the people who will be commenting a lot of your things um, may not be your ideal clients. Mm. So you're going to be meeting a lot of the people who love the idea, but they're not committed to doing it. So if you actually say, I work with people who are totally committed that they are going to lose the weight because of this thing by you, that by getting off the fence and saying that, and I don't work with people who won't, um, you're actually having to reject some people, but by, by you rejecting people means that you are saying hell yeah to the people who you know you can get the results with. So always keep in mind who it is that you want to help because Those other people who really want to get the results, if they see that you're working with a lot of people that you're not holding those people to a high standard, they're not going to work with you and they're they're not going to feel like they're going to get the results anyway. So you're Mm. actually rejecting them. It's a kind of a a twist around. But for me, that's the most important thing is focus on those people you can help the most.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love it. And as we're sitting here um, listening, Jan, too, I'm reminded that, the, that one of the ways that we can attract a tribe to us is also by telling them who we don't work with and what we take a stand against, you know, and if we yeah. went, if we use that example of the weight loss we we're talking before, it says, listen, if you're one of those people out there that's looking for, you know, the quick fix and wants to just do shakes and not make any change to your life, that's not me. You know, I'm interested in working with people that are committed to changing their physical, mental, emotional well-being so by taking a stand and saying listen I'm against that I'm against the quick fix you know if you wanted to just take painkillers because your back is sore if you're not then when we yep. put that line in the sand or stake in the ground there too that tells people what we're against then it's one way that our audience says hey me too I identify with you it's it's yeah. important
0: oh absolutely and you know what when it comes to business sense as well you do attract then the people who are willing to pay you more so you can so for example i have um i've been doing a huge rebrand in the last 18 months really consolidating everything under the romantic tribe brand Mm. and made a decision that i was not going to be offering any lower price programs anymore because at the lower price programs i found that i was starting to attract people who were just going to put their toe in the water because there Mm. wasn't a huge commitment to them and for me, that was frustrating because I wasn't seeing them get the results. I knew they could. So as part of the new rebrand, I said, look, I'm only going to work with people who, you know, we're going to get together on the phone and I'm going to get them to fill out an application. And if they, if I can't see that they are committed, not just to their business, but to the transformation that they create for their clients, I will only work with people who are genuinely want it, wanting to create transformation for the people they work with. And if you just in it because you think it's, this is going to make, me the money no we're not going to work together if you're only in it because you think ah oh, maybe I'll do something and by by actually signing into a program I'll do something no we're not going to work together and as a result you can work with less people but they get better results mm, your yep. impact is so much greater
1: yeah
0: and you know and it also means that you know those people will continue to keep on coming back because they get results So why wouldn't they keep on investing with you if you help them get results? But one of the reasons they get results is because they've already demonstrated at the beginning, I'm in this, you know, I'm in this, I'm going to make this work. Um, So it's better for you as a business, but it's also you get to create the change that you're in this business for.
1: Got it. Got it. So once we get off the fence, what next?
0: Okay. So once we got off, once we get off the fence, the, what, the thing that I always love to do with my clients is, and this, this is a big thing that I know, I absolutely know that you would have been really drumming this home to everybody that is listening here, is as um, health, in, in healthcare, most people will be tending to do pain per session or doing the hourly rate. And that is such a great way to burn yourself out. And it's also not the best way to get results for your clients. So if you have already taken that time to document your own transformational journey and why you are uniquely positioned to be helping people. If you've documented the journey that you know you can take the perfect client on and get the results, then you've taken the time to work out what many steps there are, either give it a name or just call it your five steps or whatever. Then your next step as a transformational leader is if you're going to create transformation for people, you need to be packaging that in a way that is going to be not just profitable for you, everything that I do and I know the same will be for you comes back to what is going to get the best result for my client. Mm. So if you've got, if, again, if we go back to the weight loss example, because it's just a lovely clean one to start with, there's no way that if a person has one session with you mm. that they are going to get the results that they're wanting to get um you know that that's not going to get the best results for your client so why on earth are you offering it Mm. you know so if the best result for your client is that they need to be say on a three-month program yes or a six-month program and it's going to have not just you know the exercise it's going to have the diet this is this is really quite home because i'm actually doing this at the moment i knew i wanted to get really strong because i've got myself some adventure goals that I want to be doing and I want to be yeah. strong enough to be able to climb that mountain with a backpack and to circumnavigate Sydney Harbour by kayak, all that sort of stuff. Right. I needed to get stronger. Yeah. So I've got, you know, a, a PT, I've got a physical trainer, you know, what do you call a PT personal, personal? Personal. Yes. You know, but I didn't just get the once off session, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're for months and they've got the diet thing and doing all that macro stuff. But that's because, That's going to get the best result for the client. So that's the next thing. If you've got your system, you need to package it together. So you can say to people, again, this is getting off the fence. You know, if you're going to package it together, it's going to go, I only work with people. I might give you one, you know, one session, try, you know, we'll see if we're a good match. But after that, I only will work with you for this, you know, for this package it comes at this price. It's got these inclusions. Sure, we'll work out payment plans and things, but I'm only going to work with you if I get your results. And if I, if I don't package this together, I'm ripping you off because I'm allowing you to just get no result or mediocre. So if you work with me, we're going to be getting the results. This is how we do it. So that's the next step. So if you're going to be ambivalent with the client about the results that they get, keep on doing You know, the one-off sessions. And have to sell them into the next one. if you're seriously a leader about what you're doing and you are going to get them results, you have to be packaging. It's not just wise business, it's actually integrity.
1: Yeah, so, I could see how that you know in any journey, there are times when we all waver. when somebody has made the financial commitment in advance, then mm-hmm. at those times of wavering as opposed to me saying, "Janet, I'm out of here. this is too hard. I'm going to. Yeah. You know, it it ups that level of commitment um, as well. You know, absolutely. Sometimes emotional commitment and financial commitment, in this case here, can be something that really helps somebody get to their end result.
0: Yeah. And you know what? This brings it back full circle when you were saying about getting off the fence, like what can help people to get off that fence because they're afraid of rejection. When I said there, you've got to bring it back to the client, you know what's best for the client and getting the results i know without fail once i start talking about you know you are correct packaging for profit creating these packages because a lot of times when it's talked about it's talked about in terms of what works for you as in you know how much money do you want to make this year how many of these packages do you have to sell all of that sort of stuff if it makes it if you're worried about okay well nobody's going to buy it you know, if I package something, I've been selling something already for, I don't know, 80 bucks a session or whatever, now I'm asking people to pay, I don't know, 2000 5000 8000 whatever it is, they're going to say no. I know they're going to say no. If you can say with conviction, just like I did then, that I can't get the results for you in this and I only work with people results. If you want results, this is what we do. They trust you. Like, mm. you know that... Um, you know, sure, you're gonna. It's gonna turn away those people who were only, you know, really not really wanting to get results. They were only half in there. You know, you're actually, it's you're actually saying yes to the people you're going to get results with. So keep that in mind. It all comes down to you, the leader, being able to say with total confidence, if "We do that. This is the result we're going to get." And that's, again, showing the leadership, getting off the fence and allowing people to say yes to the true transformation.
1: I wonder if, you know, if our listeners are sitting down now and they just take a couple of moments to actually think about it, that if there was a person in front of them and you are thinking about the health result you wanted to get them, and if time and money were no effort or no barrier, rather, What would you recommend to them and how long would it take and all those kind of things there too and so if you knew there was no fear of rejection there that might be a way to get towards what janet is talking about in terms of what you would offer them and then you know then really it just comes back to a level of almost integrity that says well why aren't you doing that like if you're really there for your your patients Why would you not at least give them that opportunity to say, listen, this is what will get best results. And I only want to work with people who want best results. So this is my recommendation. Mm. Um, You know, it makes perfect sense to me.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as an example, um, when I work with people at a higher level and they're all Mm. group, you know, high end groups and, you know, they have a certain amount of one-on-one, you know, where I'll be working with them is You know, I, I quite often, there was a big toss, you know, I I had a 12 month program and then, but people were saying, oh, it's a long commitment. So I went, oh, all right, three months. So I started doing three months, you know, to be able to do all of this work to create, help them create to, you know, this positioning as a tribal business leader. And I knew that it was going to be a tough gig. Like it could only be people super, super committed you know, that's only 12 weeks and Mm. people are already working in their business. So that's only a few hours per week that people can actually implement. I knew that was going to be a tough gig, but it sold so much easier. You Mm. know, it was, it's the program sold so much easier. But you know what, after I had uh, done a few of these, I thought, you know what, sure, I'm going to make more sales because it's a lower price for the three months, but it's not fair on them. Like, because they're thinking that they can get all this done, then they feel like a failure. Yes. So now the minimum is six months and then they have a really good offer to continue in three month blocks. But I set the expectation at the beginning that, you know what, you're building a whole business here. Be expecting that you're going to be needing help for a few years. Mm. And so for me, that was just an example of integrity dictated that something that was going to be selling easier. I couldn't offer it. It just, it just, I wasn't
1: going to get the results. Yeah. Authenticity. I mean, it all starts, and you've said this multiple times through here, you know, when we were differentiating from the influencer through to the tribal business leader. The tribal business leader is focused and, or I would hope, obsessed with helping to get results. You know, they have a system, they've got a backstory, they've packaged it in a way there too. You know, they've taken a stand for something to, you know, to help get their audience um, you know an end result there too and I think if we're not really clear about the investment in time or money then you know we're not helping our audience get a result as 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 well so mm. what comes next after this Janet? Well
0: actually one of the things that can probably help people is I've got just a, I've got an article on my um, website actually where I've got 10 things that all tribal business leaders have in common so it's a really good thing for people to be able to just Go back and do that bit of a, a check there, but one of the the biggest things, and I want people to think about this because again, this is reinforcing around that tribal um, business leader mm. is and then I've, we keep on coming back to different ways of getting off the fence mm. that come to it, and one of those is an activity that I get my clients to do, and it's actually the first one of the first things that I did when I decided that I was going to rebrand my business and consolidate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kept on keeping the philosophy of, of addition by subtraction. So, what can I remove from everything that I do that means that my business is simpler and that also I can get results from my clients faster? Because every time you add, extra steps, extra what we think is over-delivering, you are actually got a chance of overwhelming and you're actually reducing the the risk. You're reducing the chance that your clients are going to get the result that they want. Mm. So one of those is keeping them really simple. Now, as part of that, when I was consolidating into Romance Your Tribe, I decided that I was going to apply my own system so that as I redeveloped my brand and all of my programs, I was going to apply the system as if I was my own client. Mm. And one of the very first steps that I realized that I needed to do after going through the, the profit in you, really working out your um, you know, what was your my own story, and then my really understanding my avatar, my profitable avatar, their transformational journey, understanding the framework packaging that for profit you can see we've gone through Mm -hmm. these steps here there was one exercise that i did right at that very beginning and i've now made that quarter what i do with my clients is to come up with a list of things that i believe in business now you can actually see the one that i came up with i came up with 15 things that i believe in business and I've got them on my website. So if you go to com, you can search around there till you can find we believe. Now I really do I really do hope to inspire people to do something similar in their own business. Because it's not just, you know, we don't believe in the hustle or we don't believe in that you can lose weight by by the the you know the fix, the quick fix. It also comes down to other things that you believe in business, Mm. you know, so for examples, you know, I one of the things that I put in there is we believe in the power of scarce sighted. Now, the reason I'm mentioning scarce sighted, one is I wanted to bring up those 15 steps because I want people to get an idea of having those things that you use as your own benchmark of, am I walking my talk? And we use that regularly in our business, but the concept of scarce but it is something that's really integral to a tribal business leader. And it's a word that I made up, but then I Googled it and found, Oh, other people have come up with a similar, you know, the word is kind of cool. So if you think about scared and excited, that's the, the the bringing together. And this is probably a nice thing to finish on Mm. talking about tribal business leaders is, you know what? I know for me, when I first, I had my art gallery, And then I decided that I was going to move over into the steps of building a business where I was going to be helping people, where it was, you know, the first business, Wonderful web Women was around finding successful women online and sharing what they do, going down the information product. I was at one of those conferences where, you know, this multi-speaker they're all, you know, sharing their stories of I used to live in a ruled-up newspaper in the middle of the road and I did it tough and now life is fantastic and now you can buy my program for two grand. One mm. of those sorts of events. But what I did notice is every single one of them had that story of, you know what, I didn't know how to do something and I was really, really scared, but I did it. So I made a commitment to myself in that room that every time that I was had a chance to do something and there were two ways to do it the way that was really in my comfort zone and if it got the results that was good um and i you know it would get a good result or the other one that really scared me but if i if i managed to pull it off like if i was good enough or brave enough then the results would be so much better like i would be bigger i'd be putting myself out there the impact i could make was huge if i had a choice of two ways of doing something i would always 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 choose the scary path and it's that f- and and as soon as i did that and mm. kept on making those decisions all the time my business just like it took off it got a life of its own so so much so that when my clients start to work with me i get them to sign a contract with themselves, not with me. Mm. And it's called the Scare Sighted Contract. And they're saying, I promise to myself that I will embrace that feeling of scare sighted, that ch- that time when you're, you know, when you're about to jump off a cliff into beautiful water that I'm really, really scared, but I feel excited at the same time. Yeah. You know, that feeling in your body, that whenever you feel it, I'm going to embrace it because that's where growth is. And that's when you see and you think, These tribal business leaders, like, I'm following them. Why, how, what is it about them? Like, they just, things seem to happen for them. It's because they are embracing scare-sighted and they're stepping into it all the time. And that is, even if from today you don't take anything else away, Mm. if you just take away that feeling of scare-sighted and embrace it because that's where the growth is, that is core to being a tribal business leader you will start to see things happening.
1: Yeah, so, Jenna, what uh, a, what a, and I love the scare side of it. It's such a, a beautiful world because that's where all the kind of magic happens in kind of stepping mm-hmm. into that um, spot from there today as as well. I love your way that you have differentiated between influencer and uh, tribal business led art. I, I love your concept of getting the splinters out of your bum as well that's we one that'll stay with me and our international non-aussie listeners will listen to that and, and, and love it as well so Gang, if you want to find out more about Janet, the best spot for you to go is to romanceyourtribe.com. She's got lots of lovely videos through there, loads of content. I had a great time combing um, through her site before she came here as, as well. She walks her talk. And if you haven't watched the video of this, please come and check out this beautiful painting that Janet <laughs> has as well. I've been mesmerized at this whole time. There's something about the colors and your circles there that are gorgeous. So. Janet, thank you for sharing so incredibly generously with uh, my tribe here over at mm. the Marketing Your Practice podcast as well. So uh, I feel like there's a round two somewhere down the track where we can dive so much into this. So thank you for being so oh, wonderful Always welcome. Okay, thanks, you, and bye,
0: everybody.
1: See you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Programme. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.